0: Hey everybody! Did you know the Passionate Health Advocate Show now has video? That's right! We now have a YouTube channel where you can listen and watch our latest episodes. Subscribe to the Passionate Health Advocate Show YouTube channel to stay up to date with our program. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks! But I'm here to help. Hi. My name is Denise DeShutler, and I'm a bodyworker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm going to help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining. I'm happy you're here. Today, we are going to a place where connecting with the cycles of the moon and optimizing self-care lead to balanced menstrual cycles, improved fertility, and more vitality after menopause. Let's buckle up. Welcome to the land of lunar rhythm. We're searching for Barbara Hanalora. She helps women and girls work with the menstrual cycle instead of against it to understand it as a valuable rhythm of nature. Is that you? (laughs) It is. Hello. Yes, I would just love
1: to introduce girls and women to this. Honestly, it is kind of a magical uh, new paradigm for our cycles. Yeah.
0: Well, fantastic. Uh, I'm a woman and I'm happy to be here. I know a Mm -hmm. lot of our are women and girls and also there are men out there as well but they are associated with women and girls so i think this is very good information for everybody Mm -hmm. Yes. so thank you for being our guide today and taking us because i feel like a lot of people don't think about the menstrual cycle with a rhythm or with the lunar rhythm Do you want to tell us more about this land (laughs)
1: they also don't think about the menstrual cycle in any kind of positive way right which is just so unfortunate and it really sets us up for difficulty when we are uh, encouraged to believe you know the messages we get from the culture are that this is completely insignificant it's downright embarrassing your one of your main jobs is to hide it and act like it's not happening well, that, that's so disempowering because it, it divorces us from our own experience, it distances us from our own bodies, and we've just, we've just lost the, the, the value. And I, I started to understand that in many cultures, there has been a completely different regard. For the menstrual cycle and often in in these ways of living there's also a deeper regard for nature and the rhythms of nature so it kind of goes together because nature has these powerful rhythms and women have powerful rhythms and when we can see ourselves within this larger context of nature it it becomes very beautiful it it gives us um a way to understand our own experience that's meaningful And um, we understand we can we can learn how to work with our own rhythms instead of against them. Because when you look at nature, everything works in a cycle. You know, modern culture would have us just charging relentlessly ahead with endless activities to catch up with. And we all know that's so unfulfilling. And nature doesn't work that way. It has these rhythms built in. It's just so beautiful. I just love it. I, I see it that way. You know, I just see this. Rhythm, I see it as a circle. I'll show you the diagram I use in a minute, but I, I see it as a circle of let's just say the 28 moons of the month, like like beads on a necklace. You know, they're in a circle, and I see the full moon at the top and the darkest moon at the bottom. And so there's this predictable rhythm, and then There's the rhythm of the seasons. There's the summer sun at the top and the the winter darkness at the bottom. And you can overlay. I mean, all of nature works this way. Everything has some kind of pulse, some kind of rhythm. If, If there wasn't a pulse, nothing would happen. Everything would just be still, you know? And so... All of nature works this way, you know there's day and night, there's even one breath in and out, and there's that time of expansion, and then there's the time of return. And so even though each phase is very different, obviously they go together and they balance each other out. Each one is meaningful. And so um, when we can learn, we can we can superimpose any cycle onto that model and see the similarities. So the wonderful thing is we can superimpose the menstrual cycle onto this, the phases of the moon or the seasons, and we can see the similarities between, let's say that um, our own menstrual time would be like the dark of the moon or the winter. It's that time of the, that the light has descended and declined and it's a natural time of turning inward, a time of introspection and, and release and kind of, reevaluating what's working and what's not. And then once that is over, then the new cycle begins. And so there's, um, in our case, it would be like a couple of weeks of uh, the, the growing. I, I relate it to the moon cycle. So the time between the menstrual time and ovulation would be the growing light between winter and summer. The light is expanding. And in women's cycle, that would be the time when uh, we start new projects, we feel more social, we have more of maybe sort of an outgoing energy so that around the time of ovulation, it's kind of like full moon, our um, estrogen is high and we are feeling very social and the key is the light is radiating outward. Our, our energy is probably radiating outward toward others and we're feeling very social. And then there's that other half of the month where the light is declining our hormones are changing, and we naturally become more introspective. And uh, modern culture doesn't know what to do with that part of the month, and neither do we, because modern culture would really like us to be focused on other people and very accessible and agreeable all the time. (laughs) But it doesn't, nothing, nothing in nature works that way. And so when we can learn the value of, okay, it's okay to take a different pace, It's okay to slow down. It's okay to feel less social. It's okay to need time alone. And um, make space for that in our month. One of the big advantages to starting to work with your cycle is you can plan ahead. And you can realize, I'm not going to feel the same two or three weeks from now as I feel right now. So why don't I plan ahead for that? And one of the things I do for women is... I provide. This is going to be my free gift to your listeners, which is some calendar pages that show you. It's very simple, but there's just a blank calendar that shows a, a a month of blank little squares. You mark on there just the days that you think your next period is going to arrive, and then you draw a nice red line through about five days. It will be like the the premenstrual days beforehand, and then a couple of the first days of your period. You just draw that line and then you don't put any optional activities on those days mm-hmm. you just reserve that time for yourself as a stepping back and you you don't plan doctor's appointments you don't plan even get togethers with friends it's so easy to fill our time but you give yourself that gift and you'll learn that you start that, that you'll catch up later like oh no I'll fall behind but you'll actually catch up in the next phase of the month when you do have that new energy and instead women can arrive at the end of their menstrual time feeling refreshed instead of exhausted and resentful if if they
0: if they take that step back for themselves oh that sounds so nice uh yeah i mean how many people don't feel depleted after going through that and you just yeah um that's really beautiful i'm so happy that you You actually look at uh, women's health that way, especially the menstrual cycle, because myself included, I did not look at it that way growing up. Um, It's taken me a long time to even really appreciate it. And I know I'm not alone. So how did you come to find this? How did you come to find this rhythm within yourself matching the rhythm of nature and the lunar cycle?
1: Uh, you know, I was lucky early on. You know, I lived kind of close to the land, close to nature for many years as a young adult, and I was lucky to st- uh, run across a couple of women and study with them. I studied with Ruth Barrett, I studied with Tamara Slayton, and they were both doing this work similar to this work. And when I started looking into, you know, books that I came across and people I met, just started looking into these cultures that I was talking about and realized, oh my goodness, there's. There's a really different way of looking at, at women's rhythms to where this time of stepping back is considered equally important than just charging ahead and kind of living on the surface of life all the time. And, um, and that you know, there's a woman who works, who does this work in England, Alex Pope. She says that the menstrual cycle is the spiritual practice of women in their menstruating years. Mm. Now, you know, what does that even mean? You hear something like that and you go, what is she talking about? (laughs) But if you, once you start to kind of look into this and turn toward your own menstrual rhythm with curiosity, you know, with interest, as if your experience is valuable, then it it starts, you know, more and more things will occur to you as you realize, you know, the value of, of stepping back and letting those deeper feelings come up and, taking time, maybe you need more creative time, you know, you'll find the things that are calling to you that really feel off balance. They kind of call louder during that premenstrual time when we can tend to get so irritable you know, the irritability means maybe we desperately need time alone, or maybe there's just things that inside ourselves, we know we need to pay more attention to.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because you were finding that in yourself and, and working with these women, that's what brought you. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, you know, I I learned that there was there was this whole other way of approaching it and uh I realized that women were just completely missing this and you know and, and another reason was because <laughs> once I learned this I felt it profoundly within myself. Mm. It my understanding is that uh there was a, there was a common practice in na- Native American societies of the moon launch where women would go during their menstrual time as just a time to step away from normal daily activities and take more time for themselves. It wasn't a banishment. It was, it was an opportunity. Is what I've learned from like, if you go far enough back in history beyond the taboos that have arisen, there was a, it, it seems um, from what I have heard that it was, this was created by women and that uh, it was, that time was seen as a valuable time because the veil between the worlds is thinnest at that time, so that you're in more of a sort of a dreamlike or prayer-like state where that state of consciousness where everything is connected. And uh, I heard that one Native American said, this is the, this is the state of consciousness that people Try to attain through meditation and prayer, and it's brought to women automatically during the menstrual time and Once I heard that, I was just profoundly affected by that because I realized that that state of consciousness that would come over me I could feel it come over me just like a wave, and it's it would it it would feel kind of spaced out, and I realized this is not spaced out, this is not lazy, this is a different state of consciousness. That is an expansive, prayerful state in which I feel connected to everything. And what a gift that is. It's it's a beautiful gift. And so if you have the opportunity to take that time to be in that state, even just doing nothing, because it's such a resonant, beautiful state of consciousness, you, you will benefit instead of constantly pushing it aside or not even understanding that it's there. It's really quite profound.
0: That, that sounds profound. When, um, when you started doing that, like how was, how was it for yourself? Were you uh, obviously when you were going through your cycles, and then was there a turning point when you discovered this? Could you feel the benefits, not only feeling the profound wash <laughs> over your body, but what do you say has changed with your whole system as you've become? you know, attached with the whole lunar cycle and the flow, like wh- how have things changed for yourself?
1: Well, you know, I remember one day, cause I would, I would allow myself uh, time to do nothing uh, on like, let's say on my first day of bleeding, like the heaviest day of bleeding, give yourself that time uh, to just do nothing or, or at least give yourself an hour, you know, just something so that you're acknowledging this, this, uh, this shift that has taken place for you. And, you know, um, some people say, and this is a wonderful way to look at it, that menstruation is, is work that our bodies do on behalf of humankind. And we don't have to act like it's not happening. <laughs> it's okay to take that time and, to, and take care of ourselves. And um, I, I remember one time I laid around for a couple of hours or just for some time in the backyard And then I laid around for a while in my bedroom, looking out the window at this beautiful tree that was waving in the wind. And then I laid around for a while in the bathtub. And that was the most fulfilling day of just (laughs) lying around and just feeling dreamy. Um, And uh, you know, because of doing that, I, I did feel so fulfilled again when I, when I would step into that next month of activity and also you can have aha moments during the menstrual time of just things will just occur to you. It'll be like a breakthrough of intuition. Mm. Uh, I would just make up songs and sing them. And uh, it just, it just felt like this very spontaneous creative process that was percolating through me.
0: Okay. That sounds really lovely. I, I would say for a lot of people listening um, you know, some people probably meditate and getting that state or understanding what that feels like in a meditative state one thing that keeps coming to me though when you're describing this is um there's a lot of people have a lot of obligations so what would you say to women that want to you know take some time for themselves but they feel like their life their responsibilities won't allow them so what's like an easy way to step into that
1: that is such a good question, and I just I want to encourage women that little little things can make a big difference. And once you start, just with something little, then more will occur to you. And it's partly just because you're communicating with yourself in that way, and your and your body's kind of going, oh, really? Well, okay, then we have this little bit of time, and so now now maybe something else will occur to you. Um, like I said, if you can't take a day, take an hour or half an hour. There's one. I think I mentioned this in my book as an example, that there was one mother who every, every time she got her period, her husband would take the kids for two hours and she would wrap up in her favorite rocking chair in her favorite quilt and listen to her favorite music. And she got to look forward to that every month. And it was just a wonder, it was bliss for her uh-huh. for, for those two hours. And um, I recommend to women, like if you have to go to, I mean, of course, most women do need to continue working and uh, talking less makes a big difference because talking is expending energy. And so if you just notice, you know, if you just notice like that, that feeling of stepping back and maybe just being within yourself a little more, and you might just, I've, I've had women have great success with this. Just, just don't, you don't need to maybe talk as much and you might feel uh, that your energy, that you have a more reserve of energy that, that way. I, I had a client who was a yoga teacher and she she noticed. She was teaching a yoga class, maybe on her first day of bleeding, and she usually would start the yoga class with talking, and she realized she had a choice. It's like, oh, maybe I don't have to talk right now, so we'll just do some breathing, and that's how she started the class, and she, you know, you feel feel good, not just because maybe it feels good to do that, but there's a sense of kind of self-respect like oh I did that for myself that that feels good that I noticed and supported myself that way so those are a couple of ideas
0: oh okay that makes sense it's like maybe I know for a lot of people that feel overwhelmed with their life and then oh you know the onset of menstruating but the idea of like okay what can I do this choice for the next five minutes like these little subtle changes and then honoring that Every time.
1: And, okay. The, and yeah. And um the calendar pages that I was telling you about, if mm-hmm. you can do them up and just decorate them and and feel like a goddess of your own life, put them on the refrigerator, you know, kind of make a big deal of the fact that you have this rhythm that operates right in the middle of your life. It affects everything. And make it special. Um <laughs> I, uh I encourage women to print out the calendars, maybe tape them onto a bigger piece of paper and decorate the border and then mark it up and then do a new one next month. And women have a lot of fun with that. And there, and one of my clients was ta- talking to me one day like, oh, you know, not feeling so, you know, ever I feel overwhelmed. And I asked her where her calendar was and she goes, oh, it's in my phone. And I said, well, <laughs> no, that you're you need to actually print out your make it a physical, you know. Our bodies are physical, our periods are extremely physical, and you need to make your calendar physical. have fun with it, put it up, color it and she was she had just kind of forgotten that she was like, "Oh yeah, okay, thank you and Another fun thing is that the men in the house the the husbands and boyfriends. You know, most always they want to be supportive, but maybe don't know how because they haven't learned much about our cycles because we haven't learned much about our cycles. So how are they going to know much about our cycles? And yet if you put something up on the refrigerator, for example, that shows your cycle as a circular rhythm like the seasons with these different phases, and then, you know, they can relate to that like, oh, okay, you're in this different season now or you're approaching this different season now where maybe you need some um, more space, more time to yourself and uh, not to have difficult, stressful conversations during that time. But just like make it make it nice and easy during that time. So we can. So the whole the whole household can um, prepare for that. Oh, nice. just have have that be a rhythm because it is it is a rhythm of the household and it's nice to make it conscious.
0: Right. And it sounds like if you're educating women on that, uh, anybody that's in their life can also benefit from learning the cycle. Yes. Cycle.
1: I have a couple more suggestions. Um, yeah. I mentioned that pre-menstrually time alone is huge. And you can get again, even if you have a half hour alone, One one big aspect of time alone is that you're not going to be interrupted. You know, you're not going to be interrupted. So you may need to negotiate this with other members of the household. Like maybe your husband would need to take the kids for a certain amount of time or, or someone else could take them for a certain amount of time. Um, and so that, you know, you have, you're, you're going to have that time and um, you need to negotiate that ahead of time. So you're not trying to negotiate it when you need the time allowed. That's, that's a, that's an important thing. And then another thing is to do something special for, for yourself when your period starts every month, um, I encourage women to create a special box where you just put pretty things, little note, a little notebook with a pen, a little mug with some tea in it, a nice little red scarf, just whatever it is that you can bring out and open up and feel special. And it's it's fun to be able to anticipate that and know that, that that's waiting just for you. So you can start to do these things and actually you can start to look forward to your menstrual time as it's your optimal self-care time, even if you take it in little small steps. And like I said before, if, if, you, if you have the courage to take that step back, you'll most likely find that you, you do have a burst of energy where you can catch up when you're in that next phase, kind of that springtime phase after your menstruation has
0: ended. Oh yeah, it's the passionate health advocate Dance break. Now get up and shake your thing. that all makes sense I mean for people listening it's kind of like as an example of just noticing how your body functions some people like oh I have more energy in the morning or I have more energy in the evening so I will do certain activities based on that for women noticing their menstrual cycle and then like a monitor that is just expanding it to something that I think a lot of us do ignore or put off or just don't really Mm -hmm. Address it in a way, not even a positive way, but just even acknowledging it um, as we go about our day. Because we're like, oh, I have work to do. Um, I have kids to feed. I have all these things I have to do. So, yes, I think just even making five minutes. That's right. Uh, will make a huge thing. So so let me ask you, because yeah. you are a self-care coach. Is this mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so for women that you are treating or that coming, who are they Are they dealing with certain issues specifically that that come to see you? Like, do they have menstrual issues? Do they have like irregular periods? Do they have a lot of cramps? What's going on? Do you feel like, do you address any of these things, helping people find their natural rhythm?
1: It has been a lot of different things. And I wrote this book called The Moon and You, uh, A Woman's Guide to an Easier Monthly Cycle. And so I developed three five-week classes um, based on the chapters of this book. And so um, when women join my classes, you know, as you said, they do come for a lot of different reasons. Uh, one woman was getting off of, I think it was maybe Depo Provera and wanted to be able to become pregnant and get her cycle back under control, which happened very quickly, much more quickly than uh, I believe it usually does when when she was working with me and kind of tuning into her own rhythm in, in a loving way. And, um, oh, I want to, yeah, I'm going to just write this down. I want to remember to talk about the moon, um, you know, we speaking of lunar rhythm <laughs> um, and other women. Yes. Pain. It, it's amazing. It's amazing that premenstrual pains and difficulties so much can honestly clear up through paying this different kind of attention and respect to ourselves. And, doing these things for ourselves, noticing the rhythm of the month can really start to change everything.
0: It's good to know, because I know, um, yeah, even from the onset of, you know, the menstrual cycle to menopause, and I know with my body work practice, I treat a lot of people that are experiencing uh, menopause, and so they're having a lot of challenges. So what would you say for for women that are Going through this change. <laughs> I'm actually
1: leading a four month menopause circle right now, and I really look forward to leading it again next year. Um, and again, like with my work with the menstrual cycle, I don't specialize in, in the hormonal aspect of it, but I refer to wonderful people who do. But I help women to address, to, to, um, to, experience menopause as the end of a larger life cycle. It's the end of the reproductive years. And so at the end of a cycle, you're coming back to yourself, you're reevaluating. So menopause, I mean, one big word for menopause is just change. It's different for everybody, but it's change. And many women can just feel like everything is changing. They don't know what's happening. A lot of that is hormonal, but a lot of it too is things that you've been ignoring, aspects of yourself that desperately need your attention, being more creative, whatever it is, that really comes up to be evaluated uh, at that time of life. So in my four-month um, menopause circle, we we address kind of the three stages of menopause, the before, the during, and the after. So at the beginning of the class, we spend some weeks reviewing and this, this loving review of our lives with different creative and kind of simple ritual practices like a candle ritual things like that to just help you review your life and women are it's just so um fulfilling to take the time to do that because it's something we don't often take the time to do and then the the middle part is just the passage just simply acknowledging that change is happening whether we like it or not and then the third part is kind of looking ahead to how can we really support ourselves most in the coming years. And we have a final celebration. So addressing menopause that way, again, can make huge changes and be a wonderful benefit for women.
0: Well, that sounds nice. Cause I know it's a huge shift and it sounds like you're helping people get the mind shift yeah. around what it is about, because uh, I won't lie. A lot of people Uh, dread hearing menopause or or the thought of going through that process. And so if we can approach it without the dread and know that it's Mm -hmm. a natural part and a part that we can Mm -hmm. honor, I'm sure that's going to help so many people.
1: Yeah, that's right. And you know, I have found it's hard and menopause takes time. My fifties were just hard for a variety of reasons. And you can just think everything is ending because it's that dark time of Mm of the cycle when you, you can't see ahead one cycle is ending you don't know what's going to happen next so it's a huge time for trust and uh but then I heard from older women before I had gone through it myself my friend Dixie just said yeah I thought I was dying everything was ending you know we lost our business and and I had no energy and then years, you know it took years but she found her energy again and found new enthusiasm for her projects and I found the same thing happened to me and of course, we can have decades of, of vibrant health past menopause, but that, that transition time is, is not easy, and we need that support. And another thing is I'm, I'm trained in expressive arts, which is so fun, because mm. I just bring that, you know, allowing women to draw and scribble and just, just get feelings out on the page with some color is, is always uh, kind of like your inner child, letting your inner child express itself.
0: Oh, nice. No. And then, so obviously you work with women and women that deal with menopause. Do you do anything with uh, young adolescents that are starting their menstrual cycle?
1: You know, I have a a kit now called uh, the Mother's Moon Kit, which helps mothers prepare for their daughter's coming of age. And uh, I wrote a booklet years ago called How to Celebrate Your Daughter's Coming of Age, where I just gathered lots of tips and ideas of things you could do just with her or things you could do with her in a group if she was willing, and projects you could do, and ways to ways to more easily go into conversation. So I was just talking about this with someone yesterday that you know a lot of moms have such a hard time with this conversation about the menstrual cycle, because I think part of it is because when they look back in their own history, there's not much to draw from. They didn't get much support or much meaningful information themselves. And, um, and then they want it to, they want it to be a comfortable, easy conversation. And so they keep putting it off and I just, I feel for them so much. And so I, you know, I, I have suggestions for moms of how, if you put it in the context of nature, like women have this rhythm and the moon has this rhythm and here's kind of what it means. These different phases have meaning for us of, so we have a kind of a more expansive time and we have more of a, of a um, kind of catching up, self care time, and menstrual time is really a time of, of, of letting go and sort of reevaluating for us. And you might want time alone. You might want to be more, do some more writing, or just just some way of supporting her to appreciate those phases of the month within the context of nature. I find that to be very helpful. Okay. Oh, so. So I have the Mother's Moon Kit, which my, my booklet that I wrote is now a part of that Mother's Moon Kit, and that's one of the links that I'll give you that moms can look, look okay. in on my
0: website. So then, so we'll have that on the link. So it's going to be Mother's Moon Kit, and that's something um, people, where could they find that? That'll be on my website, on Women's Way Moon Cycles. Okay. Nice. No, that's good, because uh, in my life, I have uh, a lot of nieces that are approaching that time oh. period, so... So I think that would be really appropriate.
1: No. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of what's in the mother's moon kit is for the mothers because mm. I help the mothers to take another look at their own menstrual cycle and how they could um, support themselves in that area and also take another look at their own coming of age and kind of give themselves some
0: of what they didn't get.
1: It's so fun to do that. And it's never too late. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know, I think of a lot of people in my life and we didn't. Yeah. We didn't have that. This is not a normal conversation. This is not part of the masses. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come here, because we're getting a whole different lens, as they we were saying, a different way to look at things. Yeah. So the fact that you um, talk about this, about the lunar cycle, do you want to go into more about the lunar cycle and how that relates to the menstrual?
1: Cycle? Yeah, thank you. Let me, let me bring up this model. And I I know some people are just listening and can't necessarily see this, but this is the the circle of the 28 days of the moon that I was talking about, this is in my book, and so the darkest day of the moon is at the bottom. It's opposite the full moon, which is at the top, and this diagram goes clockwise. So going up to the left would be kind of the, the first couple of phases of the moon as the light is growing, and then down to the right is the, the last couple of phases of the moon as the light is waning, and then um, I have menstruation at the bottom and ovulation at the top uh, because your own menstrual time is, is like your own dark moon time, even if you're not actually menstruating at the dark of the moon. Um, it's just like your own kind of introspective time. I also have, as this line is going uh clockwise, the first half says beginning projects and expanding. And then with the waning light going down the other side, it says completing projects and evaluating. So that's kind of the, the way the whole cycle works together. And then over here on another page, I have the same 28-day circular moon rhythm with the seasons on it. Mm, okay. So you can just see uh, winter at the bottom and then spring up on the left and summer at the top, which is similar to the full moon. And then autumn over on the right. So it all—it's just nice to see how it all goes together. And then in the book, of course, I go into great detail about what this all means and um, how how to work with it in, in very simple ways. And I also wanted to mention that um, for menopausal women, especially when when women have stopped uh, their their cycles, if they want. To still have that rhythm in their lives, they can observe the moon because each month the moon has this waning time when it wanes to darkness. And, you know, that's another reason I'm so into this is because I really feel that every month. And I feel that when often I'll just be feeling like really down and really kind of discouraged. And I'll realize, oh yeah, but these are the days of the dark moon right before the new moon. This The light is waning and darkening and so this this is not a time of seeing clearly <laughs> so um it's just always nice to to remember that and so menopausal women can um follow the moon you know like on my calendar I have ways you can mark where the moon is and just kind of follow the moon each month and then as the dark of the moon approaches you can sort of st- take that as a time to step back and take a little more time for yourself and you you may feel that uh as i do or you may just want to take that time just as kind of a life balance mhm mhm
0: yeah so there's always yeah as the rhythm is going uh a little bit shifting there's something that can kind of like anchor them into Yes a flow. that's a
1: good way to put it. And you know that just brings up one more thing that menstruating women uh find that if if they do observe the moon uh it can help to regulate an irregular menstrual cycle
0: that was going to be my next question because I know a lot of people deal with that issue, irregular bleeding. So um, you found that with the people that you work with that once they start yeah. aligning with that kind of flow mm-hmm. that their menstrual cycle. Becomes It'll help steady? it to
1: regulate it. It may, it may not always regulate, you know, some, some traditions like Ayurveda really think that it's better to bleed at the dark moon. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of women end up menstruating at the full moon and you know, that's fine. Our bodies have their own reasons for doing what they do, but it's just fascinating to me that it's fascinating to me that our bodies align with the moon's rhythm in any way, because we have so much artificial light affecting our bodies. But if you watch the moon and let, let your eye, let the moonlight into your eyeballs so that your body kind of knows what the moon is doing, it'll help. It can help regulate your cycle.
0: Yeah. Mm. I like how you put that because uh, I'm I'm a water person and I live near the water and I know that the moon has a strong effect for anybody that does any sort of, uh, you know, navigation on the open water. I mean, the moon affects the tides. And when you talk about the flow, I mean, literally the flow, of the menstrual cycle, I mean, we have ebbs and flows just in when we see the tide. So and, and the moon will definitely have an effect on high tide, low tide and just all of that. So. It's another way of, of just seeing the sure. linkage between all the rhythms that we have out there that we actually do pay attention to. We just don't ever associate it with our own body. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. So if people, you know, want to find more, what's the best way to reach you? Well, my
1: website is Women's Way Moon Cycles. That's plural. Women's Way and uh, I've got a couple of free gifts right there on the first page. I think I have my menopause free gift of a some some pages on menopause, and then uh, my calendar free gift is there on the, on the first page also. But I'm gonna I'm gonna leave a link with you also of the the calendar free gift because that's such a fun thing for women to work with.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, that's great and um you said that there you you also have that class you do that twice a year
1: i do i've got my wonderful four-month menopause uh it's called the heart of menopause or intimate menopause group coaching a couple of different names for it but it's coming up again mid-january and um I know that it, you know if women are hearing this after we have started, you know, since it is a four-month program, there there would still be time for them to catch up if they're interested and just listen to the previous weeks, or it'll be starting again in in uh, July of, of 2022. So there's also time to kind of get on the waiting list and get some emails and kind of get get caught up with what we're doing that way. It's 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 really um, it's really so nice to have that time to explore menopause in this in this really self-respecting and creative way you know i want to just mention to you too that uh doing this work enhances fertility and it's just it's amazing i've had a couple of clients who quickly got pregnant when they were working with me and i realized i need to tell women when they're working with me that that this work enhances your fertility and when you think of it well of course it does because this whole program is about optimizing your menstrual cycle which of course helps to optimize your fertility so it it really i mean it's an essential aspect of of optimizing our fertility that we've just kind of gotten out of touch with that we don't realize and it's it's sad because often women who are trying to get pregnant they just resent their menstrual time it's like oh no my period but they they have never had the opportunity to really Step into the cycle and and recognize its value and work with it. So um, this this work can really help uh, women to sort of balance all those kind of struggling emotions that are happening when you're trying to get pregnant.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, it sounds like that is an, a wonderful bonus for many women and also good to know for women that don't want that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, but I think on the flip side, it's just even that you can monitor. Mm-hmm. So I imagine, I mean, again, why we do this show, it's, we're trying to get people to listen to their body, understand yes. what resonates with them. And so you are definitely bringing that, um, focus for when it comes to our cycle which is not talked about enough and I know that this is a stressful subject for many people because either one they've had issues and it's not addressed in the medical industry in this way I mean there yes the medical industry does a lot of things to help but it doesn't help the mindset of the way our culture is where it's yeah we ignore it or we just kind of move through it and so connecting with it on a beautiful connection of course we would have a better flow more fertility and even be able to know if uh, we're trying not to get pregnant just yeah. how to listen to our body so the fact that you're guiding women and mothers and young women to do that better i mean i just that's just the hope for everybody to, to be more connected and
1: oh and thank you so much yeah, yeah thank the, you. I want to let women know, too, that, um, you know, for, for mothers and daughters, girls, I have the Mother's Moon Kit available. And then for mothers, for women, all about the menstrual cycle. As I said, I've I've developed three five-week classes based on my book, all about the menstrual cycle. And those are pretty much offered according to interest right now. But some, I love working with small groups. So if, if any women have a small group of women who would like to perhaps... Um, do one of these classes, they can definitely just check with me and look on my website or ask me for more information about those.
0: Okay. That's lovely. And so is that where you can find your book? It's yes.
1: on your website? Okay. Yes. My book is uh, on my website for sure. It's also on Amazon, but you need to type in my name as well as the book title in order for it to come up. Okay.
0: Okay. And we're going to have all of that uh, listed below. So if anybody's listening to the podcast, it'll be in the show notes. And if you're Mm -hmm. watching, we're going to have it on the YouTube. So, well, Barbara, thank you so much for taking us to this land of lunar rhythm. (laughs) It definitely feels more soothing just even talking about it. And I hope for people that are watching and listening, um, just opens their minds about a different approach that probably most of us don't have when it comes to our menstrual cycle.
1: Oh, thank you, Denise. And you have really helped me to capture this in a, in a nice and meaningful and and pleasant way today. So thank you so much for for inviting me.
0: You're welcome. Thank you so much for being our guide Mm -hmm. today. Thanks for joining The Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShuttler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.